Hey there, I'm Tony Ann, and I have an overwhelming passion to help moms navigate motherhood without the overwhelm. I went from struggling with motherhood and losing my identity to being productive and living out my version of being a happy mom. On the Real Happy Mom podcast, I interview real moms and experts to help you navigate raising children, self-care, time management, and so much more. So if you're ready to get rid of the overwhelm and start being a real happy mom, join me inside the Real Happy Mom podcast. All right. Can I be real with you for a moment? One thing I am not the best at is staying current with the latest news. My husband tells me all the time, you don't know what's happening in the world. And it's true, but that's no longer the case now that I have News Drop. News Drop is an Apple app with an Android version coming soon that's based around an optimized news feed that allows you for a quick reading experience with easy to read, skimmable articles. This is perfect for me to get the latest rundown on what's really important in the world in just a few minutes each day. And the thing I love the most about News Drop is the news is delivered in the form of short summaries several times throughout the day. And these summaries are written by real editors. So don't worry, the news is carefully selected to be relevant and objective. So go ahead and download News Drop. Don't wait, go to newsdrop.com or go to the app store and download the app today. That's News Drop. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Real Happy Mom podcast. How are you doing? I hope you are doing great. I hope that even if things aren't doing so well, that you will be doing a lot better once you hear this episode. And the reason why I am pumped up about this one is because I have told you time and time again on this podcast that meal planning is not my jam. I'm not good at it. And I'm going to refer you to another expert. (laughs) And today I finally have someone that's going to help me with it and going to help you too. So if you're like me and you struggle with meal planning or you're constantly eating out, door dashing like me, and you want to get it together when it comes to preparing meals and, you know, having meals ready that are easy, practical, and ready to go, this is an episode for you. I have my yellow pod sister, my friend and dietitian, who is going to be sharing all the deets here today. And that's Andrea. Andrea is going to be sharing with us ways to make meal planning practical. Because one thing that I have found is, yes, I can plan things out, but as far as making it practical, needed a little help on that. Then she walks us through this process, this five-step process that is going to make it super easy to meal plan for the week and actually stick with your plan that, oh my goodness, it's going to change your world. I have done it already and I'm loving my life and my grocery bill is is looking a lot better. <laughs> and guess what? I'm not door dashing all the time. So you definitely want to check out this episode with Andrea. She's going to be sharing how we can do better with preparing these meals and actually utilizing some leftovers. And yeah, your life is going to be so much better. And um, I'm saying thank you or no, sorry, you're welcome already because this is one that I know is really going to be helpful for you. Now, before we jump into this episode, remember, I have some coaching sessions that are still available. If you need some help with time management, some routines, just all the things that mom life has going on that is getting you stressed out and overwhelmed, I want to help you. I want to hold your hand, walk with you, hold you accountable so that you can truly enjoy mom life. You can reach those goals that you have for yourself and get rid of that overwhelm because ladies, it is not easy to do this mom thing on your own. So that's why I'm here for you. I want to help you. Send me an email at tonyann at realhappymom.com or you can go over to realhappymom.com slash coaching and you can find some information there. Now that we have that out of the way, let's go ahead and jump into this week's episode with Andrea. 
Welcome to the podcast. I am super pumped to have you on this morning. Thanks, Tony Ann. I'm really happy to be here. <laughs> yes, I am happy to have you because you are going to help me get it together and you're going to help us all get it together when it comes to meal planning. But before we jump into our topic, I wanted you to share a little bit about you and what you do. Right. So I have been a registered dietitian for a little over 25 years and I've worked in a lot of settings. And one of the things that I've noticed over time is that I really love to make things practical for people that I work with. And part of that is to help folks meal plan so that they have a a plan that really works for them and their family and their circumstance. So I, I do that through also Adventures in Feeding My Fam, which is a podcast. And my goal is to really help busy moms get healthy food on the table fast and easy. I'm also a mom of three, so we've got a pretty busy house here as well. And I've been doing some courses, also online courses as well. Awesome. Awesome. And one story that you shared with me is kind of how you really got into the meal planning. And that was like so much fun. And like I said, I've shared many times that on the podcast, like meal planning is not my jam. I'm not your girl for that, but you are. So I wanted you to share how you even got started with helping moms with meal planning. Well, it kind of goes back to what I meant just mentioned and that If we don't make things really practical for ourselves and for, um, in my case, for people that I'm working with, you know, I can tell people to eat this or eat that all day long, but if it doesn't work into their routine, then it's just, it's just words, right? And not very helpful at all. Yeah, definitely. Because I I know what I should be eating and what I should be doing. But let's just be honest when it's, you know, we're from crunch for time. <laughs> we go for the easy meals, which aren't typically some of the healthier ones that they're already like pre-made and pre-cooked kind of things. So you have a five-step process to meal planning that I want you to walk us through. And I want to start with step one so that we can get it together when it comes to meal planning. So I'm going to let you start with that first step. Great. So the first step is really to decide what you want from your food. And sometimes people look at me like I'm a little cuckoo because they are wanting, they're so used to other people telling them what they should eat. When really, I want you to realize that you get to decide. You get to decide if you're going to eat plant based meals, you're going to decide if you're going to have the same vegetable every day. You get to choose. Um, Obviously, there are some nutrition uh, concepts that I like folks to to follow, but you get to decide what, how you're going to build it and how, what it's going to mean to you and your family. You also, this is where you also consider if your family has food allergies or that you need to accommodate or other medical conditions high cholesterol, or if you have any health goals that you're trying to achieve. Because as a mom, if you are doing the meal planning for your family, um, you kind of get to be the driver. You get to make it how 
you want to look and that can accommodate your needs while also accommodating everything in your family as well. Yes. And I never really thought about that. And I will be honest with you. So in my house, I have slowly become like pescatarian, vegetarian-ish kind of. I tried the vegan thing. I'm not all the way there yet, (laughs) but I have my vegan days. But my husband and my kids, they do not do the vegetarian. They're like, where's my meat? (laughs) So definitely um, I see now what you're saying about, you know, figuring out what you want from your food. So I definitely am a little bit more clear now. So I'm liking step one. I'm I'm feeling pretty good here. So I want you to take us... Take us through step two here so that um, we can get even more clarity with this. Yeah. So just backing up really quick about step one again. I remember once when my oldest child was pretty young and he was a pretty small child. He's actually a small young man now. <laughs> but, um, I, you know, we get I got into a little bit of a phase where I was concerned about his growth. So slowly I found myself shifting into feeding him foods that I quote unquote knew he would eat. So what I found is that in the house, we were eating a lot of those traditional prepared foods like pizza bagels or um, a lot of fruit snacks or things that just would are typically calorie dense that aren't you know, very flavorful or interesting. And I just found that we're slipping into this mode where we're really eating kid food. And I had this like aha moment and I'm like, this is exactly what I tell people to avoid. So I really wanted to practice what I preach and slowly I started to reshape what our meals were. And I would say now like, you know, he eats a, a, a good variety of foods, but it was a very slow process. Yeah, I can I can totally relate to that, especially having a picky eater in the family too. But I am learning with him to just let him try it. I tell him, just try it. If you at least do that, then we can figure out, okay, do you really not like it or it just looks funny to you? Yeah, that's a really good rule. I think as long as you have like a consistent rule of having them try either one bite. Some families do a three bite rule. And I think that's fantastic. As long as he will try, I believe that with repetition and over time, he'll start to accept more foods. And did you know, this is a crazy thing. It can take up to 20 tries, like actually not just serving it to someone, but actually having them chew it, taste it, swallow it, Um, 20 tries it can take up to before someone decides if they really do like a food. So don't give up, be, be consistent and persistent. And that is a a really good strategy that you're implementing. (laughs) Yes. I love it. I love it. Thank you for the encouragement with that one. (laughs) Now I wanted you to jump into step two of your meal planning. So let's hear what that's all about. So step two is the step that often trips people up the most And that is to actually choose the recipes that you want in for your family. So if you're planning a week of dinners, then you would plan the dinners that you're going to have that upcoming week. So in, in 
my case, what I suggest to simplify it is I use a two, two, and two system. So two recipes that are super, super easy and only take like five, 10, maybe minutes of prep time. Two that are a little bit more elaborate and require a little more creativity, or maybe it's a new recipe to you. And then two options that are kind of your in your wheelhouse that you're pretty comfortable with, but maybe take 20 minutes or so to prepare. And you'll notice that two, two, and two only adds up to six. So I tend to have one night a week where it's either a free-for-all, leftovers, or we order out so that I'm not actually preparing something seven nights a week, but six nights. Now, for the folks that really are like, Andrea, I don't even know. I I would never do anything that was a little bit more elaborate. That's fine. You can think about distributing instead of having like a two, two, and two distribution, more like a four and two. And that's perfectly fine. Yes, I'm liking this. Now, I will tell you, Andre, what I have been doing is just writing out Monday through Friday and just putting in different meals. But they're usually stuff that are like my go-to, but I'm finding that people are getting tired of eating the same stuff over and over. So, you know, I have my my spaghetti, my chicken, um, or my wings and fries, my steak and potatoes, like in rotation, but they're starting to get tired of it. So I like the two new recipes in there because I could spice it up a little bit, but the thing is time with me is finding something that's easy. So I like how you said another two that are quick and easy to prepare because some nights I come home and I'm feeling a little inspired and I'm like, okay, let's do a little something. I'm feeling kind of like gourmet chefish kind of, but then there's some nights that I'm like, I don't even feel like cooking. Like y'all are going to starve because I'm about to lay down on the couch and go to sleep. (laughs) So um, definitely when picking out these newer recipes, are there certain things that you look for? Because I'll be honest, I love the Pioneer Woman. I think she's amazing. However, her recipes are redonkulous. There's a million <laughs> different ingredients in her recipes and they are fabulous, but it's a lot of things that go into preparing them. So I'm just wondering what things would you look for, especially someone who's just starting out? Right. So someone that's just starting out, I can tell you, uh, I've seen it many, many times where folks get a little over ambitious and think, I'm going to do five new recipes this week. And I can tell you that's that's a pretty big reach. Um, what typically happens is folks go into it super ambitious and then end up with, you know, the wilted lettuce or the wilted broccoli that's turned brown in the bottom of their crisper drawer because they just didn't get to it because it became overwhelming. So I would... Um, first of all, ask around to your friends to see what their kind of go-to meals are during the week. And then just look for things. You can even look for things by ingredient. I know that we, in our house, like we're pretty good about only shopping for the items that we need. Um, but every once in a while, there's a little bit of an impulse buy. Um, I definitely will <laughs> point to my husband for that. So we end up with these random things in our pantry. And in order to use it up, I might just Google 
you know, rice noodles, um, in just in order to use that ingredient up. And it's, it's pretty easy to find a variety of recipes right off the bat. And I will pick one that um, takes, you know, only 20 minutes or so to make. Um, that's how I get some new options in our rotation as well. Um, but for the new person starting out, I would ask friends like what their top, maybe two go-to recipes are that they use. And then for themselves, I think you'd be surprised, even if you don't have like a formal meal plan system or procedure or steps that you use, you definitely have meals that you make and just writing those down, you're going to find that, oh, you know, I do, I do have like a handful of things already. And so it just kind of makes folks feel a little bit more confident and sure that they have some options available. And I would say that's a good starting spot. Nice, nice. I'm liking that. And I'm liking how you're saying 20 minutes because 20 minutes is definitely doable versus 60, <laughs> especially yeah, on a week. a lot on 20 minutes. Yes, definitely. Um, so yeah, I would definitely look for those recipes. All right. So now we got our our recipes that we want to create. What is step three? Yeah, I look at my schedule. And this is a, to me, this is a really important step because if you plan to make your more creative, elaborate new meal on a night where you are slammed, where you have meet, late meetings at work or have a lot of activities with the kids or things going on, then that's just not going to work in your schedule. So I check out my schedule. I really think of, okay, which days do I have the least amount of time and which days do I have the most amount of time? And I will plug in going back to the two, two and two system. Obviously the two recipes that take the least amount of time, I plug those into the nights that I am the busiest and have the most stuff and the least amount of time. And then conversely, the nights of the week so for me, I know it's typically Fridays and Sundays. I have a little bit more time to be a little creative. So those are going to be the newer recipes that I like to try or dabble with. And then I just plug in the those 20-minute meals that I mentioned. I just plug those into the, the remaining nights of the week. So really looking at your schedule can set you up for success. And it's just a small detail, but really can make a big difference. Absolutely. Because I am just thinking right now, because honestly, Andrea, what I've been doing, like I said, is having, it's really just like a menu up and I have it by the garage door. So I know like when I'm coming in, like, okay, pick one, what do I want to do tonight? <laughs> but having a little bit more of a plan for it, I think will make it a lot easier. And then sometimes those meals that I have on the menu, they, um, I don't feel like making any of them because they take too much time. <laughs> so I like that. <laughs> I like this better as far as looking at the your your days during the week and then you know allotting the the time and the 
different recipes or the different meals you want to create based on those days. Because I know for me, Mondays are, I love Mondays, but Mondays are the days that are the longest. So I could definitely see how putting the easy meal on Monday is better versus my fancy gourmet meal on Monday. (laughs) Sure. So now that we've gone through step one through three, what would you say would be the next step? So step four is really utilizing leftovers. And I would say this doesn't necessarily have to be something for the brand new meal planner, but could be anyway. So for example, it's really just thinking about how can I repurpose leftovers to make my life a little bit easier. So let's say you make a a roast, for example, uh, or pulled pork or something like that on a on a weekend day, you you can get a fair amount of mileage out of that. And I would assume you could get a couple couple of good family meals from that 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 you just prepared. And I would just think about how you can use that and not necessarily in the same exact way. So how could you use that pulled pork for maybe tacos one night or maybe um, in a salad in a salad another night, something like that, so that you're really only having to cook that item once, but then you can use it in two different dishes um, on two different nights. I would typically put those on back-to-back nights or maybe like a Monday and Wednesday. But um, the other thing that I do is we use a lot of whole grain items such as rice or quinoa. And I will, if I have dishes that are going to use the same whole grain, I will use that on back-to-back nights. So maybe a Monday and a Tuesday and then I only have to make one big batch of that quinoa or whatever it was, and then just use it on both nights. So I'm really only preparing it once and just shaving off some time on that second night. Yeah, I'm liking this already. Because when you were talking, I was thinking about this too, because I remember talking to one of my friends and she was saying how if you prepare, like, let's just say like your protein is going to be like, um, let's go back to the pulled pork since we we already did that. So she was saying like the pulled pork, like how can you like change it up as far as like seasoning it? Or like you even said, like putting it in a different dish um, so that you can you know, have different meals because that's the biggest thing for, at least for me, is like getting bored and having the same thing over and over. Because when, whenever I hear leftovers, I hear we're eating the same thing we had last night. (laughs) So I love this as far as getting creative. So definitely have to put my thinking cap on and see how we can use some of these different things, different ways and get a little creative with that. But I'm liking the utilizing leftovers stuff. At first I was a little like, yeah, I don't know, but I'm feeling pretty good now. Yeah, using them in a fun way. Yeah. For sure. For sure. So let's run through a step of five here. We've made it all the way to step five. What is the last step? So step five is evaluate. So if you've made yourself a a week-long meal plan, you can save those those plans and decide what worked for you, what your family liked, what they didn't like, and essentially reuse that. 
I'm not saying to use it week after week after week, but really if you've got three or four weeks of meals that work for your family, even if on some weeks you repeat some things, so let's say week two and week four, you end up repeating the same meal. Um, but having a rotation like that, you can, you reuse those time after time and which makes subsequent meal planning. So a couple of weeks down the line, a lot, lot easier. So you don't necessarily have to reinvent the wheel week after week after week, which people come to me and say, oh, I'm running out of things to make. And I'm like, go back to what you made already and worked for you. So really kind of looking at what you've done already, what works for you, what doesn't, make some tweaks. And then the meal planning process just gets more fluid and simplified over time. Yes, definitely. I can see that already because the one thing I was thinking was just like how you said, like one person saying like, oh, I'm running out of things to make. And then I look at you and I'm like, you always have something new to make. I'm like, there's <laughs> endless possibilities. Like what is going on? But it's just, you know, figuring out what worked and what didn't work and then going from there. But I'm loving this. And this five-step process is definitely doable. And yeah, I'm ready now. So <laughs> you've given us a lot and I am super pumped to actually try this out. But I was just wondering for the mom that's listening and thinking like, I don't even know where to start or what to pick when it comes to, you know, even getting started with some meals for the family, what would you su suggest to get us going? I would suggest two things. So the first is look at what you're already doing. So you can just take what you've got already and kind of put it to paper so that you, you know that you've got some meals. Typically somebody who says, I don't know what I'm doing yet. They've already got some things that are doing that they're doing. They're not typically going out to eat seven nights a week, but they just haven't really formalized it or put it to paper. And once they do that, they feel a little bit better. Like, oh yeah, okay. I do, I do have some things that I make pretty regularly. So that's one. The second thing is that I wouldn't start trying to make a full week of new items right off the bat. I would maybe pick two things and start there. So say maybe you've got your handful of items that you already make. You're gonna um, maybe to pick two or three that you'll make in a week. And then maybe you'll add one or two new meals that you can start to put into your meal plan. So you don't have to kind of read plan for the entire week, but get a little foundation. And then once you're feeling a little more confident, a little more organized, you can build on that by spreading it out to five nights a week or maybe six nights a week eventually. But I would start small, feel confident about that, and then build up. 
Yes, definitely. Loving all of this. Now, Andre, you've given us some really great tips. You've given us some great steps, um, these five steps to get us started. And I'm, like I said, I'm ready to actually start planning, even though we're in the middle, well, kind of in the middle of the week, but it's okay. We can still plan in the middle of the week. <laughs> um, so I'm ready to get started. But before we signed off, I just wanted you to share with us either a motivational quote or words of encouragement for us real happy moms. I love that. My words of encouragement are that you can really build your life how you want. And that applies to so many things and, and especially how you want your meals and your food to look. You know, we're in charge as moms and we can make our lives craft them how we want to craft. Yes, definitely. Now, if we want to connect with you, learn more about you, get our hands on some of the goodness that you have as far as those courses and things, where can we find you online? I I mentioned already that I have the podcast called Adventures in Feeding My Fam. That's also my handle on Instagram. I have a Facebook group by the same name. And I, my website is also called Adventures in Feeding My Fam. So uh, I'm making it pretty easy. Yes, you are. And I will include all of those links in the show notes. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been awesome. Thank you, Tony. Ann. it was such a pleasure. I hope, I hope we can make meal planning a little easier for your community. Yes. And you definitely made it easier for me. So thank you. Now that does it for this episode of the Real Happy Mom podcast. Make sure you head over to realhappymom.com slash podcast to get the links and show notes. And do me a favor, if you've enjoyed this episode, rate and review wherever you're listening to this podcast, in particular on Apple Podcasts, because the truth is more people will know about this podcast. And two, it lets me know that you're actually liking what I'm giving you here. And it really does put a smile on my face when I see those ratings and reviews. So Please, 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 if you've enjoyed this and you enjoy the podcast, leave me a rating and review. I will be forever grateful for that. And make sure you tune in next week for another full episode. I'll be back again for another good one. Take care and with lots of love.